Today in the Red Letter Challenge, the, uh, the, the theme for today, the concept, the biblical word is this word, mercy. It's about mercy. This whole week is about forgiveness, and today it is about mercy. Mercy is, by definition, not getting what you deserve. Not getting what you deserve. On Sunday, we talked about grace. Grace is kind of the result of mercy. Grace is the undeserved gift. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Grace is the actual gift itself. If you weren't with us on Sunday, I know we had a lot of students gone for spring break, and some of you may have not been here on Sunday. Uh, on Sunday, I shared about a couple of my run-ins with the law. Uh, early on here in my time in the copper country. Long story short, if you didn't hear it, I got pulled over four times. Actually, there was a fifth time. I didn't tell you about that one on Sunday because it wasn't necessary. The story was getting long. So anyways, I always got off. Uh, no ticket, no written warning, just grace upon grace. Uh, I, left, I left something out, though, of that sermon uh, on Sunday. And I just, it didn't seem fitting at the time because I was going to take care of stuff. But last Tuesday, I got a parking ticket in Houghton. Uh, supposedly you're not supposed to park for longer than two hours at a time. I was at a local coffee shop for about two hours and 15 minutes. So I got a $10 parking ticket. Yesterday, I experienced mercy. I wrote a check for $10 to the city of Houghton, put it in the nice little orange envelope, went down to the city center, opened the door, walked in, went to the front desk, and I said, is this where I can pay a parking ticket? And the lady said, yes. How'd you get the parking ticket? And I said, I was parked at a uh, I was parked for longer than two hours while I was at a coffee shop. And she said, well, we'll probably just forgive that. And I said, well, you actually forgave one of mine a couple of years back. I don't know if you keep records of those sorts of things in the computer. And she said, actually, yeah, we do. Um, so she goes to her computer and, and is looking, and, and eventually she comes back and hands me my check. And I voided my check. She gave it back to me. She said, you don't have to pay this today. I don't know what to tell. I'm not boasting, my friends. I'm just telling you, that was mercy. That was mercy. I had the ticket. I wanted to pay the penalty. And they said, you don't have to do that today. That is, that is by definition, mercy. All right? So if you're looking, I think the moral story is if you're looking to get away with something, come and talk to me. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> mercy. Mercy. That is something that this world needs. Mercy is what this world needs, because what does this world have plenty of? It has plenty of judgment. Plenty of it. And we get sucked into this world a lot. And I get really sick and tired of seeing and experiencing the vast divisiveness and judgment and all-out hatred and opposition that exists in this world. I don't know if any of you do this, but the place, if you want to experience it, if you're on social media, if there's a news story posted on social media, just don't even read the news story. Go directly to the comments section, and within one or two comments, the whole thing is divided, and people are name-calling, and you are the scum of the earth if you have an opposing uh, issue or an opposing belief about something. The other day I was driving home, and I turned on the radio. I, I picked up the radio in, in the middle of some sort of news segment. And this is, this is not a political statement. This is a sermon illustration. But in that news segment, um, the, the newscasters were um, condemning uh, the president 
because the president has specifically not condemned uh, the, the shooters that, that shot the up at the mosque in New Zealand, which is a horrific thing. My point is, they were telling that he should have condemned. That was the word that they were using. He should condemn them. But in doing so, they are offering condemnation because he does not offer condemnation. Condemnation upon condemnation. Where are we supposed to go with all of this? What are we supposed to do? This world is full of judgment and full of hatred, I believe. I feel like it's oftentimes a hate vortex in which we live, and Satan just wants to suck us into the hate vortex. This is the world we live in, if you don't know. And I would say Satan is causing a ruckus. He's causing a ruckus, and oftentimes we don't even acknowledge that it's him doing it. We just get sucked in. Here's how I feel about it often. It feels like people are simply yelling louder and louder, and the divisions and the hatred get greater and greater, and the further apart you get from somebody, the louder that you have to yell at them. When oftentimes the person whose voice really needs to be heard is the one who is struggling to speak. In my house right now, uh, my wife Abby is battling some laryngitis. She hasn't been able to talk for a couple of days, not very well. And the rest of the three kids are all dealing with the same thing. We're, we'll see if I have a voice by Sunday. I don't, I don't know what will come. But the other day, uh, I, just a couple of days ago, I was cooking in the kitchen. I think we had some music playing. The three kids were being noisy. And Abby was trying to have a conversation with me. But she couldn't hardly talk. And I kept saying, what are you, what are you saying? This, the, everything was so noisy. And I had to come, literally, and get very close to her. I had to get close to her in order that I could hear what it was that she had to say. This is often how I feel the world is going. It is so noisy. It is so full of opposition and loudness. But the people that we need to hear are the ones who often struggle to speak. And the way we get near to them is to offer them the hand of mercy. Offering the hand of mercy allows us to take a step forward into their lives. Not to take a step back of defensiveness, a step forward to offer a hand of mercy in this world. Giving mercy is the exact opposite of what the world demands and what Satan wants. Satan wants hatred and he wants division. Mercy allows a hand of forgiveness and unity to be experienced. We read the parable of the unforgiving servant today. That's, that's how it gets told, right? The unforgiving servant. The servant who begs and pleads for mercy because he can't pay his debt. He can't pay his debt. He begs and pleads the king for mercy. And what does the king do? Grants him mercy. That servant has another servant who is unwilling to pay his debt. And what does this servant who's been forgiven do? Oh, starts to choke it gets brought back to the king, and the unforgiving servant is tortured and thrown in jail. See, this is the critique sometimes about offering mercy or grace or whatever it is. Sometimes I've heard people say, and Christian people say, but they need to know that what they do is wrong. They need to be told. They need to be punished. They need to be judged. God is judged, my friends. God can handle it. God can handle it. God is a God of justice and a God of mercy. All at the same time, perfect at both things, justice and mercy. And there was justice at the end of this parable. 
There was judgment for the one who did wrong, but what does he receive judgment for? Not giving mercy. So the command of Christ, my dear brothers and sisters, is not to judge, not to condemn. The command of Christ is to offer mercy. And why would you not? What are you going to get out of the deal if you don't give a hand of mercy? A grudge? Anxiety? Anger? What do you, what do you want that for? When you extend a hand of mercy, do you not already know where you stand with God and that God can handle it all? And he's already promised that he will give you unending amounts of mercy. Why would you not extend the hand of mercy to others? Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. There is an ancient church prayer, and in Latin it said this, the Kyrie eleison. In the liturgy in our church, we sing it, we sing it, especially in the late service, we call it the Kyrie, which is short for Kyrie eleison, which literally means, Lord, have mercy. This is the perfect prayer to pray, perfect prayer to sing. It is the cry of the church at times where it feels like things are out of our control, where it feels like we don't know what to say, when you're frustrated and you're angry, when you just want Christ to come and make all things new, you cry, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy on me, Lord, so I can have mercy on others. As I end this message tonight, there's a song uh, called Lord Have Mercy. Uh, there are many renditions of the Kyrie. We have in our, one in our liturgy. Uh, there's one that I'd like to play for you this evening. And if you don't know it, uh, I'm going to teach you at least the chorus. There are a couple of verses. I want you to sing the chorus at least with me. So let me go to the piano. I'll teach you the chorus and then we'll sing the whole thing. The chorus goes like this. If you get the hang of it, sing along. Thank you. 